the original experience with your girl Kelsey Ruff. It's time to talk Taylor and all of the tea to sweet. Let's go. Oh, hi. Welcome to the original experience. I'm your host. My name is Kelsey. And how are all y'all doing today? Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not doing well. And not for any of the reasons you may presume. The debilitating mental illness, the heartbreak that I'm currently nursing, the fact that I forgot about the People's Choice Award or the Critics' Choice Award on Sunday. There's so many things that could be wrong. But alas, what is wrong with me is that there has been a line drawn in the sand. Something about me is that I love to support women's rights and I also love to support women's wrongs. But as of last week, there has been something that I just cannot defend, even though I have tried to look at different ways to do it. And that would be Ariana Grande. Um, she did come out a few years ago and say that her last name is actually pronounced Grandy, but no one calls her that. So for all intents and purposes, I will be calling her Ariana Grande. So last week, she releases a single from her new and upcoming album called Yes And. Now... Let me get this straight. I'm not a huge Arianator. Is that what her fans are called? It's spelled A-R-I-A-N-A-T-O-R-S. And you know, like, Katy Perry, her group, her fans are called the Katy Cats, Lady Gaga, there's Little Monsters, the Swifties are, you know, Taylor Swift's fans, and Beyonce's are the Beehive. Anyways, and they are all about the song, I Am Not. And let me get it straight. The song is not a good song, but it's not a bad one either. I listened to it for the sake of research. And I wasn't like, oh, like, this is kind of catchy. Because, you know, there are some people who you don't like or you may not be a fan of. And you can acknowledge, like, oh, shit, like, this song is kind of catchy. I hear that all the time with people who don't like Taylor Swift or aren't Taylor Swift fans. And they'll hear a song and they're like, oh, like, I actually like this one. Or, like, I got to admit, this one's kind of catchy. You know what I'm saying? So, I was... I was hoping that would be the case, but it wasn't. When I had put a question box on the Instagram for the original experience for this episode, a lot of you sent in your opinions about it, and it, everyone was in agreement the song isn't good. Now, let me get it straight. I do believe that Ariana Grande has some bangers, such good songs. Seven Rings, an amazing song. Thank You, Next, an amazing song. That, I feel like that whole time period for her was great. Um, Honeymoon Avenue, is that what it's called? Great song. Anything that she did with Mac Miller, phenomenal. And I am a little biased because I am such a huge Mac Miller fan. But the song just wasn't that good. Now, I will say that the music video, I thought the music video was phenomenal. The dancing is spectacular. The lines and all of their movements I thought looked great. And there were callbacks to previous songs, previous albums, etc., which I thought was nice. But the thing is about the song is that you listen to the whole thing and it's about her reputation and what's been going on. And the lyric heard round the world is your business is yours and mine. Your business is yours and mine is mine. Why do you care so much whose dick I ride? And here's the thing. If this song came out and this lyric wasn't in it, 
I don't think I would have, or I would have an opinion, but maybe not as a strong of an opinion. And I do believe this is why this song is getting a decent amount of press because of this line in general. Because as we know at this point, Ariana Grande has a reputation as being a home wrecker or the other woman. Now, do I think that she has such a solid fan base? This song would be pulling numbers anyway. Absolutely. I'm not trying to deny that. But I think people are listening to see what's going on. The saying is, all press is good press because she's getting engagement. Like, when I get a hate comment or something along those lines, engagement's engagement. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's what she's doing here. And I don't understand why she put that in there. Especially if she's trying to have a reputation era. But you can't have a reputation era if you did the shit. And I'm saying if because there's not any like concrete proof. Even though, you know, the wife has stepped forward. And if you're like, Kelsey, hey girl, um, pause for the calls. Um, I'm tense up. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'd be glad to explain it to you. Ariana Grande has... A pattern of going for men who are taken, engaged, dating, married, what have you. And she is currently in a relationship with Spongebob Squarepants. And I know you're thinking, Kelsey, no, she's not dating Spongebob Squarepants. And to that, I would have to say, actually, yes, she is. And that's because... She is dating her Wicked co-star, who played Spongebob Squarepants on Broadway, and his name is Ethan Slater, okay? And Ethan Slater is what was married and had a 10-month-old son, and that song is kind of addressing that. And the issue is, is that I would say... For all intents and purposes, I am pretty open-minded when it comes to sex and the sexual liberation in women, especially growing up in the South where there is such a big push for purity culture. And I don't even know if we have time to get into that today, but it's praised and men are like, oh yeah, man, that's great. But girls are taught like the exact opposite. So, I tend to have a more liberated belief or a more liberated view of sex when it comes to women. But the problem is, is that it's someone's partner and husband. And when I had put the question box up about this episode, someone said, you know, we, and I say we, you know, as a collective, care because you stole a man away from his 10-month-old child and wife. And... I think one of the reasons that people are more inclined to believe that this has happened is because Ethan Slater's wife, her name is Lily J, or ex-wife. I'm not sure what the correct title is. I don't know if it's wife, estranged wife, ex-wife, what have you. But they were high school sweethearts, had been together for years. And when all of this came out, she said that Ariana Grande, essentially, is not a girl's girl. My family's just collateral damage. And listen... There are so many things you can say about a girl. She's fat. She's ugly. She's stupid. She's cringy. She's this. She's that. But in my personal opinion, one of the worst things you can say about a girl is that she's not a girl's girl. 
And she called her that. And not only did she call her that, she said it in an interview to the press. So, of course, everyone's taking it and running with it. And usually, I'm not... I don't agree with things like this. Especially because, you know, it takes two to cheat. Like, it takes the man and the woman on either side. Or man, man, one woman. Whichever, you know, relationship you find yourself in. Because it takes... Both of them are guilty. Unless in the rare occasion where the other person doesn't know that the person they're seeing is in a relationship. But when it's on this scale in terms of celebrities, like, you know. And this isn't the first time that this has happened with Ariana Grande. Like I mentioned earlier, it is a pattern. And the pattern is, she, one of her first boyfriends, she essentially, they said she cheated on. But she wasn't the homewrecker in that situation. So I don't think it really goes with the pod. Now, there has been a girl on... TikTok speaking about it, but again, there's really not a lot of concrete proof, so I just don't even feel the need to address it. But Big Sean was her boyfriend. She talks about him in Thank You Next. Thought I'd end up with Sean, but he wasn't a match. So while she dated Big Sean, do you know who his significant other was before her? It was not just a girlfriend, it was a fiance. And it was the Naya Vera, may she rest in peace, was his fiance. And she came out with a memoir a few years ago. As I said, you know, she has since passed away. And she said, and I'm going to be like paraphrasing here. We had been fighting for five days straight. On the day that he was back in L.A., he said he didn't want to see me. Well, asshole, I've got a key to your house. And then she talks about how she walked into the house, went downstairs, and there was someone sitting on the couch. And she said that it rhymes with Shmariana Shmonde. Shmariana Shmonde, a.k.a. Ariana Grande. And then Big Sean and Ariana Grande proceeded to date. So, there's one. Next is Pete Davidson. He had been dating Cassie David for two and a half years. And then he up and broke up with her to be with Ariana Grande. And then we have where she, after all that, she releases a song on her album. And it's Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored. And listen, that song is good. That song does hit. I cannot tell a lie. I'm not going to be like, mm, I cannot believe she would release this because the song is good. But when you take a look at her track record, it is a little alarming. And it's like girly, like, ooh, I wish you had, you know, a crystal ball to see how this would play out because not looking good for the home team right now. But you know what? Like I said, the song's a banger. But then we go into 2020 where she starts dating Dalton Gomez. Many of you may know him as her ex-husband because in 2023, they got a divorce. But his girlfriend of two years has spoken up and said, he left me for her. So we have Big Sean. We have Pete Davidson. We have Dalton Gomez. And now... In 2023, going into 2024, it's happening again with Ethan Slater and his wife. Now, I know that she's had other boyfriends, and there has been speculation that Mac Miller broke up with his longtime high school sweetheart, Nomi, for Ariana Grande, but there isn't any solid proof. Like, you know, they did the way together in 2013, but they were just like friends. He just hopped on a song with her. It wasn't anything like that. And at the time, I think they were single. He was single. Him and no, um, Naomi had broken up, but they ended up like getting back together. So they're both very adamant that nothing happened there. So that's why I didn't bring that up. But 
it's just a reoccurring pattern. And someone said this and I thought it was hilarious is when she says, why do you care so much whose dick I ride? The dick in question is SpongeBob SquarePants. And the real gag of it all is if you look at a picture, you know what? We're going to pause. I need everyone to get on a computer your cell phone, keep listening. I'm going to talk you through it. I need you to pull up Google and I need you to type in Ethan Slater, Frankie Grande side by side. And you're thinking, Kelsey, Frankie Grande? That is Ariana Grande's brother. And the similarities in their facial structure um, and in their looks is pretty uncanny. There is some similarities there. And I need you to tell me what you think about it. Like, am I wrong? Am I seeing things? But I don't think I am. I don't think I'm making that up. I don't think that I'm crazy. I do think they favor each other. Now, do I think the song could have been much more empowering? Absolutely, yes. And in it, she talks about her body. And I would say over her entire career, there has been a lot of speculation on her and her, the health of her body. And I don't like to speak on things like that. Like, oh, like, she looks awful. She looks too skinny because I don't like when people talk about me and I don't want to ever body shame someone else. Doesn't matter if, you know, it's one end of the spectrum. You know, sometimes it's about people being too big or with her, it's people being too small. And I think if she were taking the opportunity to speak on like, oh, this is how I look and this is who I am now and I've grown up and yes, I got divorced. Like, oh, Ariana Grande, did you get divorced? Yes, and. Ariana, like, you look so skinny now. Yes, and. You're still wearing your hair in a ponytail. Yes, and. There were so many ways that she could have addressed the critics, but putting that line in there, I don't think it popped off like she thought it would. I, I don't. And the thing is, is... Maybe I'm being too harsh. I, and I don't know. Cause maybe maybe I'm taking things personally. And I'm going to share a personal antidote. It is no secret that I was once engaged. And seven weeks before my wedding, it was called off. And my significant other in question immediately started dating someone else they there was I don't know why I try to protect people they were together before things were ended with us and when they went Facebook official which was a few weeks after our breakup someone commented on the relationship change and said hey man I thought you were getting married and the girl commented back and she said yeah man I thought you were getting married lol and that made me sick because it would be very easy to not say anything at all. And I did not blame her because in my eyes, she was not at fault for this. It was his fault. And he still is to blame. I don't want anybody to think that I have like absolved him of all guilt in this. But she was dirty for that. And for some reason, like, I could see Ariana Grande doing some shit like that. Because she did like the Mother's Day post about Lily J. And Lily J had come out and said that, you know, she's held my son. Like, could you imagine your husband gets a break? And when I say break, like a big break, he gets to go be in the Wicked movie, which is a theater kid's wet dream. Let's just call it like it is. He goes for this role. 
Ariana Grande's in it. You have the strike. You got all the shit going on. And you guys go out together and she holds your son. And you think you found a friend in it. But she's not a girl's girl. And she's sleeping with your husband. <laughs> what? What? What are you? What does this mean? And so I think that's what I have a problem with. Is that the man is at fault. But so is the person who knew and then did those things. The other week when Allie was on the podcast and we had mentioned Janet Kramer. And if you're unfamiliar, please go see the episode Justin for Justice for Peyton Sawyer. That, that's one of my issues with Janet Kramer is that she only blames the nanny for her husband's infidelity. And I know that, you know, there have been other things that have been said. But when it first happened, she was heavily blaming this lady. And it's like... Your husband did the deed too. Like, it's not just her. It's him too. And that's one thing, oh my God, that chaps my ass. Is that the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky of it all? Because he was a grown man. She was a young adult. And to this day, she is the punchline in jokes, in songs, the blue dress, all of these things. And she has been vilified and slut-shamed her entire life. And I feel like most people don't even care about the Bill Clinton of it all. And that really pisses me off. Like, can Monica Lewinsky please live? Can we please let Monica Lewinsky live? And so that infuriates me. And... God, I don't remember what I was saying. I am very much, if you are innocent and you truly don't know, then you you don't know, right? But if you knew, I blame both the man and the woman. Like last week when I was talking about bum-ass Charles, Charles and Camilla are both to blame because Camilla was cheating on her husband too. So, Charles is cheating on Diana with Camilla, and Camilla is cheating on her husband. I think his name was like Andrew Parker Bowles. But she was cheating on him with Charles. And then they get divorced, and then like, she's single, but she knew what she was doing. And you can say, oh, it's like in the name of true love. But I've just, I've got an issue with that. And if you Google women who were mistresses or like famous mistresses, you know who's going to pop up every time? Camilla Parker Bowles. Camilla's going to pop up every time. And I I think Ariana Grande has such a legacy. She, you know, she did the Nickelodeon thing. She did spinoffs. She has an impeccable music career. Like, Harry Styles has written music for her. She has... The Wicked movie is going to be... Well, I thought it was going to be great for her. And now I'm afraid that her success is going to be sh shadowed by this scandal if that's what you want to call it that and then you know, of course I have a hard time bringing up Ariana Grande and not talking about the Manchester bombings which was brutal and devastating and no artist deserves that but for it to be her and her fan base that is truly devastating but at what point is the conversation going to stray away from her talents because she is talented and morph into this relationship conversation and I hate that because I feel like it doesn't have to be that way. Like, why does it have to be that way? And I'm sure, like, there are some men who are the same way, but the focus isn't on that. And it's just insane to me. 
is she eventually going to be on this list with Marilyn Monroe and Marion Davies and Jessica Hahn and Donald Trump's mistresses and you know Tiger Woods mistress does anybody remember that I think that's the first time somebody cheated on somebody and I was like what but and then Michelle McGee who was Jesse is his name Jesse James what's his name he was married to Sandra Bullock yes Jesse James is Ariana Grande gonna find herself on this list because it's almost like she's accepting it with this song but it's like is that is that what you meant to say is that like the legacy that you want to be yours I just I don't know and I'm having a very hard time with it because as I was saying earlier before I got all the tangent of mistresses the song had so much potential like for the first verse she says in case you haven't noticed well everybody's tired and healing from somebody or something we just or something we don't see just right and it's like okay okay we can all right so, boy, come on, put your lipstick on. No one can tell you nothing. Come on and walk this way through the fire. Don't care what's on their mind. And if you find yourself in a dark situation, just turn on your light and be like, yes, and say that shit with your chest and be your own fucking best friend. Say that shit with your chest. Keep moving like what's next. Yes, and. You know what I'm saying? Like, this had so much potential. And I will say that the beat of the song is giving, it reminds me of Madonna. And this could have been a... Let's have a kiki kind of moment, a an empowering moment, especially because I think the last song she dropped was "Rain on Me" with Lady Gaga, and so then when we get to the end, and of course, like there's other verses in it, but the bridge is "My tongue is sacred. I speak upon what I like." protected sexy discerning with my time your energy is yours and mine is mine what's mine is mine my face is sitting i don't need no disguise don't comment on my body do not reply and that's when she says you know your your business is yours and mine is mine why do you care so much whose dick i ride and i and like i said i just feel she could have reclaimed everything if she took it a different route and, you know, and I was saying that the music video is so good. And I do stand by that. She's wearing a T-strap character shoe. Come through theater girly. And I feel like she is giving recognition to, you know, Paula Abdul. Because it is giving, like, cold-hearted. There are so many things that she could do. But I just... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the music video could have been... A nod to the women who came before her, like Paula Abdul and Madonna. Like I said, that's what I felt in the song and in the music video um, to her previous versions of herself. Because as I said, it stated in that. But I don't know. And I just feel very disappointed in her leaning into all of it. And I would love to get everyone else's comments and concerns on it as well. Because it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I don't know. I just think the song is a weak comeback single and she could have done so much more with it and been so much better. And I know that every single Arianator may... I don't know, maybe I'm glad that this podcast is small because I could not deal with her fans canceling me and killing me over it. And I've honestly, I've had enough of the Ethan Slater of it all because he's a rat bastard for what he did 
he is 100% a rat bastard. Not only, like, is Ariana, like, fucked up in what she did, but so is he. So, I don't want to talk about it. What I do want to talk about is a good significant other. A fantastic significant other. And if you think I'm going to talk about Travis Kelsey, I am not. I am am going to talk about another football person. I will be speaking about, and God, I'm going to mispronounce it, and it is so embarrassing. But Kyle Jasiznik, J-U-S-Z-C-Z-Y-K. He plays for the 49ers, and his wife, her name is Kristen, and I'm not going to say the last name again. She's a fashion designer, and she's been making things for wives and girlfriends in the NFL. She's a clothing clothing designer. She's made a really cute puffer jacket for Simone Biles. She's made things for other people in the NFL. But she made these two very cute jackets. One is a cropped puffer that she sent to Brittany Mahomes. And then she sent Brittany one for Taylor Swift as well. Had no idea that she was going to wear it. And she did. And she made a TikTok about it. And it was just... A, the sound was essentially like people not understanding her being online and doing this. And then it showed Taylor Swift in her jacket. And every single time that I saw someone tweeting about what Taylor Swift was wearing at the game, Kyle was in there tagging his wife. And he was so proud of her. And yes, the Chiefs won the game. Which we can talk about that next. But I think the real winner of the evening was Kristen. Because not only are you finally getting, you know, notoriety and recognized for it. Which here's the thing. The NFL needs to take notes because they do have a female fan base. And if you are a female who is interested in any type of sports, baseball, football, even hockey even. When you look up clothing for the women... It's a tight t-shirt v-neck with rhinestones. And that is not in. It does not do it. It is ugly. Okay? And so she is putting forth product that people would buy. I like Travis Kelsey. If I lived in Kansas City and went to games regularly, I think that jacket would be freaking adorable. The puffer vest she made for Simone Biles for a Green Bay fan is cute and it's quality content and i do not understand here we go soapbox party of one why fan bases can create cuter merchandise than the people in charge if you go on etsy right now and you look up taylor swift merch you look up perry styles merch anything of that sort it is going to look so much cuter than what is available on their stores that does not include the coveted blue taylor swift sweatshirt from tour but everything else it's not chuggy it's not cringy it's things that you would like to wear and the same thing for tv shows and movies i do not want to give money to a certain author okay and etsy has so much cuter options than what you can find at universal every time i go to universal or every time i buy a t-shirt for harry potter it is not chewy or cringy. And my favorite shop, I love Adelaide's Fort and I love Rebel and Floor because they have merchandise for Taylor Swift, Harry Potter, Akatar, which I have not read yet. Fourth wing that adults can wear that's not ugly. And I just wish that 
the NFL and then celebrities who sell merch would have their fans design it because it would be a lot better than what they're producing. Like, I saw where the Jonas Brothers, and I'm, I'm sorry, Miranda, where the Jonas Brothers released these sweatshirts that looked cute on their website, and then when they were delivered, they looked like they were half-assed done. And so, yeah, I think that we should take into consideration what we're spending our money on. And that's why I think Kristen won because she she had a pair of scissors and a dream and it took off. While we're talking about the Chiefs, everybody has a problem with Taylor Swift at the game, right? Everybody's got a problem with her being there. And the Chads, Brads, and Dads are talking shit about it. Girls are talking shit about it, and it is so annoying that everyone's got something to say when it comes to Taylor Swift. But last night, if you are not aware, there was a football game where it was the Detroit Lions. And does everyone know who a fan of Detroit is? That would be Marshall Mathers, Eminem himself. And the NFL kept showing him. He's Eminem. I'm a huge Eminem fan. I think of the final rap battle with him and Papa Doc at least once a week. That is a Roman Empire for me. But they kept showing him. And so people on Twitter are like, football games aren't even enjoyable anymore. Am I doing this right? Because they kept showing him. So it's okay when it's Eminem. It's okay when it's somebody you like. But the second that it's Taylor Swift, somebody who you don't really care about, why does it, like, where do you, what's the problem? Because you have no problem talking about the Chads, Brads, and Dads of it all with Taylor Swift. But if when it's Eminem, it's okay. Can somebody just make that make sense to me? Because I don't get it. Going into things that I do not understand, it's going to take us into Taylor Swift songs that made me cry this week. You know it, you love it. Number one, I put this on my personal Instagram story, and I said, when August is on the list of Taylor Swift songs that made me cry this week, please do not act surprised. August by Taylor Swift is one of the most beautiful songs of all time. And if you do not like August, I do have questions, comments, and concerns. There was a time period, and I'm not going to tell you how far away it was. It was last year. Where I would listen to this song once a day and cry. And I do feel like we are back in that era. And the whole song is sad. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, I just connected the dots. Kelsey, you're singing this song. And it's about another woman. That's that's neither here nor there. Okay? Anyway, she says, Back when we were still changing for the better, wanting was enough. For me, it was enough. To live for the hope of it all. Oh, I think I could defend a doctoral thesis on that line right there. To live for the hope of it all. Cancel plans just in case you'd call and say, meet me behind the mall. So much for summer love and saying us because you weren't mine to lose. You weren't mine to lose. Are you serious? And so on Folklore, the whole album, not the whole album, but there are songs that deal with this love triangle and it's Betty, James, and August. And James is dating Betty. She's left. You know, they've got their issues. And 
he is seeing August. The folklore triangle, love triangle is one devastating. And in Cardigan, which is supposed to be from Betty's point of view, she talks about James cheating on her. And she says, chase two girls, lose the one. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. And she talks about, I knew you'd haunt all of my what ifs. And it is just so sad. And she's like, I knew you'd come back to me. But then, God, how can you, how can you hate on August? It's just, August is just so devastatingly sad. The romance ended when the summer did. Because she says, August slipped away into a moment in time. And you're left with this bittersweet revelation because you weren't mine to lose. And there was a TikTok. It was the saddest TikTok I think I've ever seen. And it was talking about how in August, there's only so many things she can say about him. Because she only had him for a limited amount of time. But Betty knows so much about him. So Betty has more that she can say. She just had more of James in Maybe I'm completely contradicting what we said at the beginning of this podcast. But I will defend August into the death of me. The death of me. And then the other Taylor Swift song that made me cry this week is going to be Illicit Affairs. And I really wish I could just play the entire song on the pod. But that would be a lawsuit. But when she says, and you want to scream, don't call me kid... Don't call me baby. Look at this godforsaken mess that you made me. You showed me colors you know I can't see with anyone else. And then she continues to say, Look at this idiotic fool that you made me. You taught me a secret language I can't speak with anyone else. And you know damn well for you I would ruin myself a million little times. If you have not been to the Eras Tour or you are not a Taylor Swift fan, I need you to go look up when she sings this on tour because she's goes in from one song, and I'm trying not to give too much away, into Illicit Affairs, and she only sings this one part, but she like does some note changes, and it is sincerely one of the most beautiful things of my entire life. And it is one of the reasons that I'm so desperately hoping for her to release a version of the Eras Tour live on like apple music i'm an apple music girly so i hope she releases it on apple music i do believe this is going to wrap it up for me this week i feel like a hater talking about ariana grande i just don't agree with her being the mistress especially to these people that she was apparently air quote friends with it just feels wrong it feels dirty don't you dare bring augustina into this because she is a saint and we love her and it is james's fault for what he did to Betty. If you would like to hear about the full breakdown of Betty James in August, let me know. I'd be glad to do that for you guys. I am also going to let you know that if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, prepare to be sick of me. Prepare to be sick of me. Maybe I'll have, you know, some real deal sports guys on the pod and we can talk about it. Talk about some sports, some Brad's, Chad's, and Dad's. Don't know what to tell you about that. I will say, here we go. Kelsey's saying she's going to wrap it up and she hasn't. I am loving doing this podcast. I love getting my notes together. I love talking about it with you guys. I love engaging with you all. And I know that it's a small podcast, right? I know that numbers fluctuate and I shouldn't pay attention to that when I'm loving what I do. But sometimes it's hard, right? You see these things and it's hard to look past and get over and you can get in your head about it. But the one thing that I'm trying to remind myself is that if 83 people 
like my Instagram picture or if 83 people liked my Facebook status, I would be over the moon about that. I would obsess over that. Like the few times that I've gone viral on TikTok and Instagram, I am so thankful and grateful for every single one of those likes. So I'm trying to change my mindset and be grateful and thankful for every single person who listens to this podcast. It really means a lot to me that you guys listen, that you engage, that you share it on your stories. Every Thursday when I get tagged in these things, it really makes my day. And it's made Thursdays one of my favorite days of the week. I hope one day I can truly show you all how grateful I am for all of you and everything. I genuinely, I truly mean that. And I'm not going to give up on this. I'm going to keep at it even when things are hard. With that being said, I would love to know what you guys want to talk about next. If it is getting more into the religious side of things if it's relationships. I talk about some of that on my close friends, sometimes on Instagram, and I'm trying to be brave. So if you guys want to talk about relationships, or if there's anything that you guys want to hear my take on, please let me know. I would love to get your input and talk about things other than what I like, like Taylor Swift and The Crown and Gilmore Girls, you know, would really love that. So please, 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 please send me messages on what you guys want. I am so happy you're here. I'm so happy that you continue to listen to this. I'm so happy that you guys still love me, even though I think I've been a little bit of a hater for the last two weeks. It is what it is. But I love you guys so much. Say it back.